Welcome to Talk Travel with Heather Tate, North Mississippi's podcast for savvy travelers. Talk Travel with Heather Tate is a weekly podcast that airs every Monday on the Shark 102.3 FM radio station based in Ripley, Mississippi, and is then released as a podcast. Travel advisor and travel enthusiast Heather Tate of Whimsical Destinations gives listeners expert travel tips curated through the years of personal and professional experience. By clicking subscribe, you'll have a new travel tip to add to your collection delivered to your podcast library every Monday. Talk Travel with Heather Tate is brought to you by Sunbear Studio. Sunbear Studio is a boutique recording studio in the heart of Ripley, Mississippi. When you record with us at Sunbear Studio, we can mix, master, register, and publish your music, your podcast, or your family story. Email us when you're ready at sunbear at jc.media. This program was recorded at Sunbear Studio in Ripley, Mississippi. Good morning, Northeast Mississippi travelers. This is Heather with Talk Travel with Heather Tate, and I'm so excited to share my adventures and tried and true tips with you. Whether you are also a seasoned traveler, a hopeful traveler, or currently an armchair traveler, meaning you're going to follow along with us from home for now. This is our 67th episode of Talk Travel with Heather Tate. And I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a very important one for you, especially if you don't already have a passport. Now, before I talk about all the different places that you can go without a passport, first I want to, to put in a plug for why you should still get one. Right now, it is taking you know 13 plus weeks to get passports in once you've ordered them. So if you're planning on traveling anywhere internationally next year, or if you just want to have that option where you're thinking we may go, we may have something planned, or we may not, it's better to go ahead and get your passports because they are good for nine and a half years. I don't say 10 because they need to be valid for six months after travel for most destinations. Now, a lot of people wait until closer to time to apply for their passport, thinking that it's going to be like before well, they can come in in, you know, two to two weeks to six weeks or eight weeks. Well, things are taking longer than ever. And so I recommend, even if you're not planning on traveling until summer or fall of next year, go ahead and get that passport ordered. I can't tell you the number of trips that I've had to delay or cancel for clients who thought their passports would come in in time, but they did not. So does that mean if you don't have a passport that you're out of luck for the rest of the year? No, it doesn't. And that's why I wanted to have this episode because I'm asked this question on a weekly basis. I have clients that come to me and say, you know, maybe you can't get your passport. There's, you know, different reasons why you can't get them in. You, whether it's, you know, you're going to have to find your birth certificate and then you don't have that. So you're going to have to order that and you're, you were born in another state. And so there's going to be complications there and it's just going to take a while. So what can you do if you just can't get your passport in in time? I want you to know some of your options. Some of these you're already going to no, you're like, well, that's obvious. Of course I can go there without a passport. But there's going to be some things that you might not have known about where you can and can't go without a passport. Or because I will tell you, there's some things that I learned while researching this. You want to know your limitations. Okay, number one, you can go on a cruise without a passport. Now, there's different types of cruises. There's open versus closed loop. And I'll tell you the difference. An open loop cruise is where it starts in one destination, say Seattle, and ends in another destination, say Vancouver. That is an open loop. It means it starts in one place and ends in another. Whereas a closed loop is going to start in one location, for example, New Orleans, and then it's going to return 
to that same point for its departure, New Orleans. That's a closed loop. A lot of cruises in the U.S. that are closed loop do allow you to travel without a passport. Now, you do need to have your birth certificate and a driver's license, uh, and they need to be valid. Your driver's license needs to be valid. You can't have an expired one. But you, so a lot of my cruisers, especially within the first few years when I was booking travel, a lot of my clients didn't have passports then. I still recommend having your passport, even for a cruise. And here's why. Even with a closed loop that you can, technically, you can take without having a passport, you cannot fly home without having a passport. So say you're going on a seven-night cruise and you're in Jamaica. You have a family emergency. There's three days left of your cruise, but you need to be home now. You cannot fly home without a passport. Even though you were on that cruise and you were allowed to be on that cruise, you're only allowed to go there because you were arriving by sea and you met the certain stipulations of the cruise line. You would not be able to, to catch a flight back home that day. Or if there's a medical emergency and you need to get back to the States personally, you cannot fly without the passport. So I do recommend having them, even for a, a closely cruise. Now with Alaska, you want to be careful because there are some cruises that will be closed loop. They leave from Seattle and they return to Seattle. I have had cruisers go to Alaska without having passports. But remember, some cruises are going to end in Vancouver, which is Canada, and you would not be able to fly home from Vancouver without a passport. So you want to know the rules of your specific cruise and the cruise line, because there are some cruise lines that could say, no exceptions, we require a passport. I know Virgin Voyages, when they first started sailing out of Miami, they made that a hard and fast rule, no exceptions. Even if it were a closed loop, you did have to have a passport. So you want to check on that to make sure where you're going if it's allowed, if it's not allowed, and the cruise line. Now, another option, U.S. territories. Before I started researching for this specific podcast, I would have said all U.S. territories, they're a U.S. territory. You do not have to have a passport. And I would have been wrong because I was thinking Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands, which we'll talk about a little bit more in depth in a few moments. But what I didn't realize that the American Samoa, even though it's a U.S. territory, it does still require a passport. I know, it's confusing. So I say that for this reason. You cannot just assume things with when it comes to travel. Because if I had just assumed that all U.S. territories wouldn't require a passport, then I would have been incorrect about American Samoa. Now, I don't have clients that are asking to go to American Samoa on a regular basis. I have not been. That's not somewhere that I'm booking or traveling to myself. But it is just important to note that even though it's a U.S. territory, you still need a passport. Now, let's talk about the U.S. territories that you do not need a passport for. Puerto Rico. It is a beautiful option. And I've had several clients who, when they could not get their passports in in time, especially during COVID, when everything was delayed by months and they had a honeymoon or a big anniversary trip that they wanted to take, Puerto Rico was a great option because they wanted somewhere tropical. Now, you're not going to get the all-inclusives in the U.S. territories. Not like you're thinking of like in Jamaica and Mexico and Dominican Republic and St. Lucia. But that doesn't mean you're still not going to get a beautiful tropical Caribbean experience. There are rainforest, delicious foods, one of the most exciting 
amazing dishes I have ever had while traveling. I've been to Puerto Rico before and it was on a cruise. We weren't even supposed to go to Puerto Rico. We were supposed to have gone to one of the British Virgin Islands, Tortola, but we got redirected to Puerto Rico and I'm so glad because now I know it's a place that I would actually want to go and spend so much more time just flying there and enjoying it as a destination in and of itself. But when we were in Old San Juan, which is a beautiful capital city, while we were in Old San Juan, we saw all these different restaurants and we decided we're going to try that. That looks really good. I had a vegetable dish that was grilled and cooked inside of a pineapple. So it brought out my bowl was the pineapple bowl. And it was edible as well. So it was delicious. Also, it's the birthplace of the pina colada. So you know a place has got to be a lot of Caribbean fun when it is the birthplace of the pina colada. We actually saw the restaurant where the first pina colada was ever made. So like I said, you have the rainforest, which is the El Yunque rainforest, Old San Juan and all the history there. We got to tour a beautiful fort, which my boys just loved because if there is a fortress of any kind when we are touring the Caribbean or if we are like whether it's in Florida or um, even in the Carolinas, like last week we talked about Fort Sumter, we are going to go to a fort. They also have waterfalls, beautiful beaches, and the bioluminescent bay, which is said to be one of the brightest colors, if not the brightest colors of blue of any bioluminescent bay in the world. That's where like when you go at night and you get in the water and it looks like it is an electric blue color. There's like microorganisms that make the water just shine. And all you need to go to Puerto Rico is a driver's license, valid driver's license. That's all you need. So there's family-friendly resorts, hotels, romantic places where you can go for an anniversary trip or a honeymoon. So that's a wonderful location if you don't have a passport. The U.S. Virgin Islands, one exclusion I want to say about the Virgin Islands, if you don't have a passport, you're not going to be able to take the ferry over to the British Virgin Islands, which is known for some of the best snorkeling. But you can go to the U.S. Virgin Islands without a passport. You do need not only your driver's license, but also your birth certificate. And let's just face it, guys. If you've got that driver's license and birth certificate anyways, and you can't apply for your passport, go ahead and do that. So then you can go to the British Virgin Islands as well. But there are three main islands that are the U.S. Virgin Islands. St. John, St. Croix, and St. Thomas. I have personally been to St. Thomas, and I loved it as well. It was beautiful. St. John is perfect for the nature lover. Two-thirds of the island are a national will be a national park. St. Croix is on my list to want to visit because they have a hotel called King Christian Hotel that is almost 300 years old. And my youngest son, whose name is Christian, I think he would really love staying there. The islands are beautiful. You're going to have like the carnival, wonderful tropical Caribbean food and dance and culture all being a U.S. territory. A few other places I'm going to mention, and we're almost out of time, but I have to, these cannot be on an episode about where you can travel without your passport without mentioning Key West, Hawaii, Alaska, and Niagara Falls. Now, of course, you're thinking, well, yes, those are all in the U.S. I know I can go there without a passport, but I want to mention those specifically because I feel like those give you some options where you almost feel like you're leaving the country. You're like dancing on the edge of not having a passport and getting to experience a trip that feels like you need a passport for. That's why I wanted to mention those. Of course, Hawaii is way in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's further away than the Caribbean. So you're further away than places that do require a passport. So that is a very popular destination if you're wanting uh, a tropical paradise and don't have a passport to go to Hawaii. Key West, you really feel like you're in the Caribbean there. It is the southern 
southernmost point in the continental U.S. You're 90 miles from from Cuba there, but you're also like you know an hour, hour and a half from Miami. So you are in the Caribbean waters there. It's absolutely beautiful. Alaska. I have clients that went this summer. They flew to Alaska. And, you know, it is the last frontier. Their pictures there were just stunning. It is truly an adventure. I have clients who just got back from Niagara Falls. They did not have passports. They still had an amazing time. They stayed on the U.S. side. We found them a beautiful little inn. There's B&Bs there. There's hotels. But I do recommend if you had time to get your passport, I would still recommend getting it because some of the most famous hotels where you have the views of the falls, those are on the Canadian side. So my clients couldn't go to the Canadian side, but they could still experience Niagara Falls, the Lady of the Mist tour, and a lot of things there, even without their passports. So whether you have your passport, you're waiting for your passport, or you're ready to go ahead and order that, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. My email is heather at whimsicaldestinations.com. I help give my clients information every day about where they can go to get their passports and the, to find the closest place near them to find, to be able to, to order those. But while you're waiting, in the meantime, just know that the adventures don't have to be delayed. You can explore so much without having a passport in hand right now. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you for tuning in to Talk Travel with Heather Tate. Join us on our Facebook group, Heather Logan Tate, Whimsical Destinations. Wherever you do, I hope you have an amazing adventure this week. Remember, life is short. Take the trip. You won't regret it. Thanks for tuning in to our daily programming. All of our programs are released as podcasts on the major podcast platforms where the information can be downloaded and shared for months. If your business or organization would like to take this unique opportunity to sponsor a show that not only is broadcast as a radio program, but also a podcast, give the Shark 1023 headquarters a call at 662-837-1023. Imagine your commercial in this space every week. Give us a call. This show is made possible by JC Media LLC in Ripley, Mississippi. JC Media owns the Shark 102.3 Classic Rock FM radio station where the show is hosted and Sunbear Recording Studio where the interviews are recorded. We need your feedback and support. If you listen to the podcast on a player like iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. We also have an email in which you can share your feedback. That email is theshark1023 at gmail.com. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app or stream episodes online at shark1023.com front slash podcast. Today's episode was produced by Melinda Marsalis. It was edited by Rick Williams and engineered by Chris Marsalis. The podcast technician is Joyce Grady. 